Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collecting? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a planet from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Live from Bermuda, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 305, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Albert. This is Becca. And just uh, wanted to bring this up, I finally got my Vanta Black. I ordered it on... uh, Amazon and it showed up and this is supposed to be the blackest black it's nine it absorbs 99.965% of light and uh, Albert what did you think when you saw it it was like looking into the darkest cave I've ever seen (laughs) Um, yeah it is it's interesting because it's a pigment it's not actually paint you have to mix the oil with it but it's made out of uh, what they call nanotubes. And what they did was they electrified carbon and stretched it. And when it crystallized, it made tubes so that the light actually goes and reflects into the tubes and then doesn't reflect out. And if you want to see some real uh, weird stuff, Google Black is Black on YouTube. And you'll see people who have like painted rooms with it and painted cars. And it's like everything, it disappears because there's no perspective. You know, they, they painted these cars and all you see is like headlights, nothing else. And it's very, very interesting. So anyway, I got the blackest black and now that's sitting with my pinkest pink. And I'm a happy owner of uh, two of the weirdest color pigments that uh, I have found. Now, most importantly, is there a difference in taste? Uh, Actually, it says do not put in contact with human skin. So I'm going to guess that includes your mouth. Ah. So today we are discussing Bermuda number 234 to 237. This is a set of four stamps in purple, green, black, and red with a picture of a gold cross with green gemstones in the center. 
and it also has the obligatory head of Queen Elizabeth at the upper left. So this is Tucker's Cross, and it has a really super interesting story to it. Tucker's Cross is an emerald-studded 22-karat gold cross with some of the highest-grade emeralds ever discovered by Bermudian marine explorer Teddy Tucker in 1955. Its origin is believed to be the San Pedro, a Spanish galleon that wrecked in 1594. And it also it wrecked in the Bermuda Triangle. So uh, this ship went down in the Bermuda Triangle, and Teddy Tucker discovered it. That's why it's called Tucker's Cross. It was during this period, after the war, that Tucker is credited as having made a critical contribution to the economy of Bermuda, creating millions of dollars for the island through metal salvage from shipwrecks surrounding the island. The money generated for the treasury is said to have been more than all international business and tourism combined. Carving out a reputation as one of the world's preeminent divers and explorers, Tucker became widely known through films and magazines that featured his work, notably National Geographic. His finds, which covered over a hundred shipwrecks off Bermuda, ranged from gold bars and silver coins to swivel, gen- swivel guns and hand grenades. His exploits would bring him a Distinguished Service Award from the Underwater Society of America and the member of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire Medal. On discovery, Tucker believed the cross to be Indian-made due to its simplicity. It is considered to be the most valuable single object ever found in a shipwreck. Tucker was offered over $100,000, that is over a million dollars in today's dollars, by... Claire Booth Luce. And who was that? She was the uh, U.S. Minister to Italy and the uh, wife of the founder of uh, Time Life magazines, oh, Henry so, Luce. Oh, so... Uh, so he, he, she, he had, she had unlimited funds. She had deep pockets. It was sold to the government of Bermuda in 1959 so that it would remain on the island, and for some time it was kept in a museum that Tucker and his wife ran on behalf of the government. Yeah, and he sold it for uh, $35,000 to the government. 35,000 pounds. Oh, 35,000 pounds, which I guess was somewhere around $300,000, right? No. In, in today's money? Well, if 100000 was a million. Yeah, but 35,000 pounds was... Uh, was like 105,000 U.S. at that time. Oh, so he sold it kind of for the same. He sold it for he sold it for probably 15 percent of its real value. Oh, wow. Because Claire Booth Luce offered $100,000 first, $200,000 the second time, and then sent an agent and said, "Please name your price." Part of the reason that part of the reason that she offered so much was she was a recent convert to Catholicism, so she wanted she wanted a a wonderful cross, but it would also commemorate her Catholic faith. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, guess that's as good a reason as any. Its estimated value is two million dollars. In nineteen sixty-seven. During Queen Elizabeth II's planned visit to the museum, 
it was discovered that the cross had been stolen and replaced with a plastic replica. It is still missing, taken between 1961 and 1967, but the news said 1967 by professional jewel thieves. Just FYI, as of 2005, Tucker also had a few other things stolen. So uh, security here is kind of odd. But this is interesting. I, I, I heard this story, and I just thought that this is interesting because they, sh- they issued stamps for a relic that who knows if they took a picture of the real one or the plastic one, and who knows where it is. One of the biggest jewel-slash-relic heists in history, and it's commemorated on a stamp uh, for Queen Elizabeth's visit to Bermuda. So, it wasn't known to be stolen before the stamp was issued, though. I don't know. When was the stamp issued? Because 1967. It was issued September 29th, 1969. Oh, so it was after the fact. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that by, I'm sure that a couple years after, a year and a half afterwards, they were still hoping to recover the cross, because it was, um, you know, would somebody melt it down and just take the emeralds out? That's the one problem that you have to consider. Yeah, I mean, did they destroy it? But the other thing is that uh, maybe it was issued like as a wanted poster. Well, I think it was issued originally as a way to publicize Bermuda and the fact that treasure could be found there. Oh, yeah. And it was it was famous. It had been pictured in National Geographic and also in Life magazine. Oh, the, the most valuable thing ever recovered from a shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah, can you really blame them for using that as a promo for their island? Oh, not at all. But I do think it's interesting that it, it's, uh, it's, it's a stamp that has an incredible story to it. And uh, I'm, I know that a supply and demand has a very, very interesting thing on stamp collecting. But this is a stamp that has a great story to it. And it's relatively cheap. And you can have a great story to share with people with your stamps. Now, Tucker claimed that when he discovered that the cross had been, had been replaced with a plastic fake, he also stated that the gold paint was still not dry. So it, he said that it had happened only within a couple of days. And they said, according to the chain of evidence, only three possible people could have actually had access to it. Mm. But, yeah, that's the whole thing is, you know, he, he lifts it up. And it's like, wow, this is really, really super light. <laughs> it's not gold. Gold is heavy and plastic isn't. So the $99 question. <coughs> excuse me, COVID. Why, isn't, why aren't stamps that have really great stories more valuable? And it reminds me of the Faces on Mars stamp. That are, are you familiar with that one? Nope. Nope. Uh, shoot. Hold on. Let me look up who, who issued the stamp. Faces on Mars stamp. There it is. 
1990, Sierra Leone issued a stamp that showed the faces on Mars, or the face, and there was only one of them. And realistically, uh, how people's minds work, you tend to want to make faces out of things you kind of recognize things. Well, this was basically a hill that had a shadow over it. And so you could sort of see that the shadow resembled a face. Later on, they took uh, pictures of it when it was fully lit. And it looks remarkably like absolutely nothing at all. It's just a mountain. Right. When they were, the original shot was taken with a certain amount of magnification and it had a certain light um, aspect and it just looked like a face. But when they used more magnification later on with better cameras, it's, it disappeared. Well, the, the Sierra Leone stamp, it made it look like a real face. I mean, you look at it and go, oh, that looks like, and then fill in the name of some lady because he has sort of... He, the face has longer hair and, you know, sort of some makeup and stuff like that. Or there, Well, anyway, that's not what it looks like at all. But anyway, there was a craze all of a sudden about this stamp because of what it showed. And right now I'm looking at it on uh, eBay and it's still $15.50 for the souvenir sheet. It was up to $125 for a... Basically, you know, you can call this sort of stamp farm. I mean, Sierra Leone. So it was because of the story. This stamp went to 125 bucks. Let's see, you know, it, Tucker's Cross. Tucker's Cross has a really great story to it. But what's a catalog? What's a catalog value? $3.49 unused. <laughs> Mint never hints. Less than four bucks. What other stamps have really great stories to them like that that you have seen go out, uh, get odd prices for them? I mean, the other thing that comes up for me is Grenada and St. Vincent made some baseball stamps. And it, uh, two of the, uh, the players went to the World Series, and so their stamps went up in value because it showed these people and then they issued another one that had Nolan Ryan and Nolan Ryan then went into the Hall of Fame and their stamps went up in value so it's clearly demand driven it's not supply driven because you know the day before Nolan Ryan went to the Hall of Fame those stamps were worth one price and the day after they were worth another price well, that's the same idea of the, as a rookie card, rookie baseball card. Yeah. When, the, when the person's not in the Hall of Fame, it, it's worth one price, and once they go in the Hall of Fame, it goes up. Interesting that it happens with stamps, though. Well, we, we've talked about a lot of stamp stories, but none of them, I guess, have uh, skyrocketed in value because of the story behind it. But I thought that this with Tucker's Cross was really interesting. Yeah, what shocks me is that the stamps of cats wearing Star Trek uniforms has not shot up in value. Oh, yeah, you talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. I think it was St. Vincent or something. It was I, two different souvenir sheets, one clearly better than the other, um, of cats, different breeds of cats wearing Star Trek uniforms. Uh, it is an amazing sheet. I only saw one of them. I didn't know there were two of them. Yeah, there's two, there's two versions. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cats wearing Star Trek uniforms. Here's here's a final aside. Um, T- Teddy Tucker was uh, the the movie in 1977 that was a hit called The Deep. Um, that starred Robert Shaw and Jacqueline Bissett and Nick Nolte. I remember and, seeing and, that movie. And Lou Gossett Jr. Um, Teddy Tucker actually had a cameo in there as a, the harbor master, and his boat was actually uh, was used to uh, to be uh, Robert Shaw's character, Rumor Treese's boat. So he was so some of the events and especially the stuff in the, the museum was uh, was um, modeled after Teddy Tucker. Oh. I remember seeing that store, uh, that movie, when I was, I guess, a teenager or something. Well, nineteen—I don't know how old were you in 1977. I was 17. Okay, then that's, that fits. That fits. Forensically, that's perfect. <laughs> the math adds up. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline Bissett made an impression. Yes. Yes, a big impression. Well, that's all we have today. That's it. Short one today. Actually, it's not a short one. It's still over 20 minutes. All done. That didn't feel like 20 minutes. Yep, it is. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.